Welcome to Keeping Up With The Nerds podcast, our weekly show where we discuss all the nerdy news bits and breaking news, starring Nick Valero, Renee Bravo, and me, Brian Quevedo. You can find us on YouTube at Keeping Up With The Nerds or our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. Check out our description for more information, and don't forget to rate the show if you like what you heard. Now, on with the show. at 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California at Undercity Comics. Keeping up with the nerds presents Issue 125. My name is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show. No mistakes. Clean run for Issue 125. Good job. Give yourselves a round of applause. Round of applause, I mean. I mean, no more Brian's mistakes. No more you mistakes, Mr. I forget every issue number. I was fine last night. Sure, good job. Give yourself a pat on the back. I give myself a pat on the back every night. Before you go to bed? Yeah. Good job. Guys, go check out Keeping It With <laughs> Go check up Keeping It With the Nerds.com for all the up-to-date information. And don't forget to check out our socials on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you guys have not been subscribed to our YouTube channel, go on over. Go subscribe. Check us out on YouTube so you can see all of our beautiful faces. My and, beautiful face. Yeah, exactly. And we'll be introducing our special guest in a second because you should also be listening to us on audio platforms. With that said, our Final guest of the month of guests mm-hmm. is here. Our returner, my mm-hmm. best friend, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. cosplayer, artist, muralist, Sarah Heck. Welcome back. Hi. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, did we all have a, was there a memo to wear a hat today? Was it? Was it in the? Oh. I, mean, I it. I no. Was there a memo to wear a hat? Like I just noticed we all wore hats. I was too lazy to do my hair this morning. I was far too lazy to do my hair. Also, I wanted to show off my little pin. Yeah. So oh, it's so cute. I wanted to show them off. Mine's in my bag. I don't know where my bag is. Oh, I thought it, it was slain <laughs> from Teen Titans for a moment because no. I only saw the top, but I see it's Charmander in a little outfit. Is yeah. it Darth Vader? He's Darth yeah. Vader. It's, it's Charmander. It's, a, Darth it's Vader. our gift from the, our first guest. It's a little leather daddy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the gift from, from yeah. Lewis from yeah. our first guest. So uh, for the first here's guest. a fun fact because last time Sarah was here, yes. she yes. quizzed us. She was, on you know, us. on us. Yes. She quizzed us on us, and yeah. apparently, she like knew everything and kind of like called us out, like broke a bunch of ceilings yeah. and made us realize like yeah. what we said and what we so, did. So this time, we're gonna quiz you on the things you do. <laughs> <laughs> was that a notepad? <laughs> but here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Sarah, I think to this day, still has the top spot for the most viewed video on her channel. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, it's the it's most the popular skit. video. We've How embarrassing! It's the skit. It's the skit. <laughs> well, that's, that's an, it's an honor. I'm so, yeah. so I, I, I'm unsure if whether it's the fact that we're that we're, you know, insinuating penises. <laughs> that and that's the video. That's, or it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's the one de- demonetized, right? Because we use because Disney. Yeah. Oh, is it? Be, yeah. It's the it's that's the only vid- it's the only video that is like. You cannot make money. Like, yeah, you can never make money on this. But yeah. it's so funny can because it was all money. innuendos. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... It was the it's, music. Yeah. It's the music. The yeah, end. we you used can, John Williams' score. Oh. That's why. He's, you cannot he's put the, anything Star Wars. Like, yeah, he, it automatically yeah. gets demonetized. John Williams is like, nope. What <laughs> <John laughs> <Williams laughs> note? Like, it's like the piano from uh, that one. Or what is it? Uh, the Green Day song that everyone mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. Ding. 
and then I'll automatically know. Yeah. <laughs> because John Williams also felt embarrassed because he thought we were talking about penises. Yeah. And he was just like, are they talking about penises? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Not on my was, watch. And when we started making fun of Brian, he was like, oh, demonetize. <laughs> okay, in hindsight, we should have done like a recording of all of us like harmonizing, like going like, me, 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 me. That's what we were thinking, we're actually. Like, yeah. I remember that was a conversation. That was Did a conversation. Did you try yeah. that? A yeah, time? and apparently, oh, that's right, because it got demonetized. Yeah, it still got demonetized. Oh, it still did? Because it can pick up like the, the It picks notes. the tonation. Yeah. So, so unless you alter it completely, like if you, you have to change the notes, you have to cut it out of certain areas. Yeah. Dumb. It's weird. <laughs> I think she also is in the most watched mini cast when we were doing those. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in the top spot and the and the, and the yeah, yeah and the uh, top That's right. Five. Oh, that wasn't when we were talking about Eternals. Yeah. Wow. So fun. A while ago. Yeah. Was a while ago. Yeah. Eternals was out. Oh my god. So that, that was a, a weird time in Marvel history, but we will get to that. It is still a weird time in Marvel and Star Wars history. In yes, a little bit. definitely. <laughs> so we definitely want to know more about you and what you've been up to. So we're going to interview you yes. and talk about your cosplaying because you've done some great cosplays over the last year. You're in a great cosplay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm yeah, in don't... half of a great cosplay <laughs> I wonder. I don't want to wear the paint. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how people could see the cosplay that she's wearing. Yeah. If they just go on YouTube not dot com slash, you know, because we don't have that yet. But if they go find Keeping Up With The Nerds <laughs> on YouTube, they could totally see that she's wearing a Jinx cosplay. Kind of. I'm not in the wig because I didn't want to be in the wig for three hours. But or you brought some stuff. Yeah, that was. I did. Yeah. yeah. I brought some stuff that we'll show you later. There you go. I like you were on YouTube. YouTube. See, natural. <laughs> and she says she's embarrassed to be on camera. But I'm look so at her. Scared. She's holding it. She's yeah. like, you don't get to see anything. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not till about an hour in. Haven't, she hasn't even shown off the other thing. Oh, it's coming. It's it's it's, it's, out, it's that's not an innuendo. It's an actual really cool piece. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it might be an innuendo. We don't know. You have to watch to find out. Just saying, watch the, watch YouTube. You gotta watch. You got yeah. tips. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for being back on the show. And uh, we've actually reformatted a couple things. Last year we oh, were kind of like all over the place, but we're a little more organized this time around. Still same chaotic trio. As you knew last year, yeah. but organized. So Definitely. we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to actually go into comic strips. It's a new segment that we have on the show for the new listeners where we kind of talk about the little bits and news that have kind of come out throughout the week that really don't deserve a full 30 to 45 minute conversation. So mm-hmm. we've only got two pieces of news today because we have one pretty big, hefty topic before we interview Sarah. Mm-hmm. So are we ready to start it off? Sure. Let's awesome. Do it. Yeah. Mm. Excitement. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. We have come to a point where big name directors have started to come out with their movies and uh, they've done what they usually do whenever they're about to release a movie or slowly start to lose relevance. And that one of these directors is Quentin Tarantino. That whole wind that wind up I I, I disagree with, but okay. <laughs> when has Tarantino in the last like maybe year been relevant? Cameron she- is relevant because of Avatar. It was oh. four years ago before the pandemic. Four years ago. I'm talking about was, this that, year. That was Once before the pandemic. Once upon a time in Hollywood, right? He, yes. Like, that was his last big one. That's when he talked about it. But for yeah. whatever reason, he's coming out in interviews and basically kind of talked about mm-hmm. the era of movies that we're in. Yes. So he talked about how the golden age is far behind us already. And that we're in a new era of movies where kind of they, they don't. They're, they're not movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you were mentioning before that it's harder for independent filmmakers to go in and put out a movie. And I feel like that's what he was saying. Yes. That, that's not like for the full 
like crux of what he was saying because he goes it's he goes it's not like the 90s where uh independent filmmaker could just make a movie and he could take it to a studio and then he can get it published he goes studios are manufacturing these universes and they are putting their entire budget into these uh worlds and you know uh, they have to follow the cinematic universe model and if it doesn't fit into that then it's not an interesting movie and we're not going to do it he said it in a more tarantino way though but he said it in a more he said it in well, a very you he know, said in, it probably like these guys well he also mentioned I said that the first cuss word of the episode i'm sorry Good brian but no, he, he, it's early on he probably said it in like uh like these well, the weird words. obsessive with feet way yeah well he he mentioned it in a way where it's like actors are not People are not following actors; they're following the characters that they play. They yes, that was a, that was another point that he said. They yeah. get exactly. more famous than the actors do and stuff. Yes, which is, yeah, which know. is not wrong. He's it's not, not wrong. He's as not a wrong. person that understands film because he's one of the great names out there in like the last what half century, right? Yeah. He's a big name. He's not wrong in what he's saying. It's just that it's kind of like criticizing a faction of filmmaking that you're not a part in or have no interest in because. Yeah. How do you say his name? Because I, I keep butchering. Quentin Tarantino? Not Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Simon Liu. Simon Liu. Yeah. Went on Twitter. Oh, yes. And replied to this statement, mm-hmm. basically saying that he doesn't agree with Tarantino mm-hmm. because Shang-Chi was his big break. Yeah. If it wasn't for movies like the MCU mm-hmm. or, that were, or that are a part of the MCU, mm-hmm. actors wouldn't be getting their breaks. Not only that, but he kind of ended his statement with saying, like, you know, the golden age of filmmaking had a lot of white people mm-hmm. and not a lot of other people Which, again, from different backgrounds. That's another side where you can't really argue what he means because you kind of see what he means by it mm-hmm. with this new direction that Marvel's doing where it's more diverse now, you know, a lot more people of, you know, color and different ethnicities are getting the spotlight now which is good you're getting people of the correct background playing characters mm-hmm. that they should be playing on screen and as voice actors as, as well as lead but, roles yeah. but my thing is that i feel that he because in tarantino's comment he wasn't talking he wasn't talking smack about the actual mcu no. or, the, or the dcu he was more talking smack about the studios themselves as, like a, whole, as a whole like yeah. as the end of the industry yeah. they are less likely to pick the clerks, the desperados, they're less likely the to pick the saints. boondocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're less likely to pick these movies because those are gambles. Whereas if I can put a superman if I can put a superhero on the screen, it's gonna get way more it's gonna get it there's more guarantee that of me getting my return back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's and that's more or less where Quentin Tino was going for because he cause he even said too, he goes, I have no interest in in doing a superhero movie people want me to do a superhero movie i have no interest in it unless it was nick fury and the howling commandos this kind of brings to mind something that cameron said this week actually about avatar 2 yeah Mm -hmm. because he was saying that the movie (laughs) cameron cameron ladies and gentlemen james cameron just saying a bunch of stuff that's kind of weird uh (laughs) and uh what's his name uh (laughs) nolan too uh Shut it down. Um, <laughs> he was saying that Avatar 2 needs to break the top three yeah. of, mo- of, of most biggest, of biggest movies because in order for Avatar 2 to make any profit. Yes. And if Avatar 2 doesn't make a profit, then he's not going to make an Avatar 3. three. Okay, cool. So I guess we're not getting Avatar 3? I guess yes. we're not. Yeah. <laughs> he's setting himself up for failure. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though, is that, but I think I feel like that's the budget, though. 
I feel like I've spent so much money in research and development for these cameras that can operate underwater and these uh and the actual technology to it's make CG and Avatar stuff, yeah. 2 and the amount of money that they've put into CGI that in order for me to make money and for the studio to have made money on researching this this new technology we would have to we would have to break into that but I also was saying that a couple of weeks ago when Avatar came back out into theaters mm-hmm. that was what he was aiming for he yeah. was aiming to reclaim the that market and kind of go okay cool we can have we're gonna have four and three or two and three mm-hmm. honestly I don't feel the market was there though I didn't see I I honestly I think maybe some people went to go see Avatar but I never went I never passed it and went a line out the door going yeah. we're gonna go see Avatar again I no. totally agree with you because when it came out i was like blue people that's cool it looks interesting i'll see it when it's not in theaters i saw it when it wasn't in theaters it was so long yeah Mm -hmm. and it was good but also low-key it's a ripoff of fern gully and pocahontas dancing with wolves come on it's it's a really basic premise Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's a key to it reaching such a wide audience yeah um but i just have i watched it once Maybe 12 years ago. The timeline's weird. I don't remember when it actually came out. But 2010. Sure. Great. 12 years ago. 12 years ago, yeah. But I never had the desire to rewatch it. And the fact that people are so hyped for a sequel, I don't understand. I I don't see who is so hyped up for this so when avatar first came out right because i, I and this goes back to tarantino's comments about yeah. what he's talking about the interest in film and stuff like that mm-hmm. right and avatar was supposed to be that groundbreaking film that was unlike any other because yeah. this was this was released around the time where that kind of technology were full on cg you know depictions of individuals you have them you know doing it you know never acting in done, full body suits and portraying before. this kind of thing it's never been done before and james cameron broke that barrier and at the time in 2010, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. I went to go see it when it re-released not that long ago. And yeah, it's a long movie. The story drags. It's still an interesting movie, but it's not that movie that's like, like it, it just doesn't hold up. Like a must-see if you've seen it before. Like if you've seen it once, it's kind of like you don't need to revisit it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding of you know what Tarantino is saying, right? Going back to that idea, is that, I get it because you have to look at it from two different perspectives. You have to look at it from the production studio perspective of if are they going interested in spending the hundreds of thousands to tens of millions of dollars of developing this movie if it's not going to make any profit when it hits theaters. And then you have the other aspect of it. Is the audience going to show any interest in it? So when we look at they're not technically original like IPs mm-hmm. because Bullet Train is based off a book, right? Mm-hmm. The Northman is original. But you have those movies that aren't cinematic universes that we went to go see and said, oh, that's a great movie. That's that's a hard recommendation. But Northman is the outlier. It Ex- is it, it's few to all the, you know, books or the, you know, prequels mm-hmm. or the sequels or the remakes or anything else. The Barbarian is another one. The Barbarian. You get like these interesting movies that you get in between. But like, okay, look at uh, Clerks Three that came out also came out this year. That was very minimal release in a certain uh, in a, a certain market, yeah. With maybe two showings, and then it was Kevin Smith actually 
purchasing it and putting it in movie theaters. So the other one, you went on Our Real Addiction, our sister podcast, by the way. Go check them out here on the channel on YouTube or on uh, Keeping Up With The Nerds yeah. or you know wherever you get your uh, audio platforms yeah. for Our Real Addiction. You were on it. Yes. You talked about the menu. Yes. And you went to go see that. Again, mm-hmm. another original IP. Yeah. But it has those big names, specifically mm-hmm. Hannah Taylor Joy. Yeah, is in it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, though, is that did you did you recommend that movie? I, yeah, I did. It's good. It's very good. Very okay, well I I think I said on the show like you should watch it because I think you would like it. Right. It's very interesting because they the way they tackle food and how they present it and shoot it, mm-hmm. you would love it. My I know my parents went to go see it, and then they, immediately as they came back, they came to talk to me and they were like, you need to go watch this movie. Yeah. You would love it. And that's how those movies get across now, Mm -hmm. right? But back then, when the internet was still in its infancy, that's how movies got across. They recommended word of mouth. Hey, go watch this movie. Go do this. Go do that, right? Now on the internet, everyone's able to talk to each other. It's a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. You're able to say and recommend a movie, this movie's great. But we saw it with Halo, where there was a lot of props for that series when the series wasn't that good, so there also it's there's also that aspect of it Hold being on. a curse. I want to hear from about this because I know John, I know your fiance was watching it religiously. Yeah, with Brian. With Brian, <laughs> how are you enjoying that show okay. when it first came out? <laughs> yeah. Because how was you, that as like a like a bystander as a bystander who live yeah. in the same who live in the same like yeah. you know, dwelling. I can tell you that I heard Sarah in the background. <laughs> At times, because it was John with the mic, right? Yeah. His headset, and he's wearing a he's wearing one with a mic that's like this close, right? This to his close. Face. And you'd hear me like mic. this far, being like, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I'm a fan of the Halo franchise. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a gamer girl, but I'm a game appreciator where I watch videos of people play video games because I love that. I love the stories. I just can't. I'm not. I'm good at Animal Crossing and Minecraft, but not like first person shooters or whatever but i appreciate and love the stories right. halo was a freaking train wreck yeah no 100%. but it had a really fun moments at the same time go ahead and bring your mic a little bit closer thank you there you for go reminding me. there you go no you're good <laughs> <laughs> um, no it was it was visually stunning it was really horribly written and i wish that he only took his mask off or helmet off maybe like twice in the whole series and it wasn't off all the time because we weren't watching our master chief we were watching an actor pretending to be john yeah he's yeah. not our master chief he's, but our he's master his chief. master chief yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> not my master chief not, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are you guys are towing a line right now and i don't, I don't want to <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but for for tarantino i i I do see Simon Liu's uh, point of view of diversity, and you know the these these superhero movies mm-hmm. are really starting, but they're only starting to, they're only really starting to start pushing the whole we're gonna make you know uh, you, we're gonna make some ethnic changes to certain people, or we're gonna yeah. getting more people of color. I mean, if you look at the first Avengers team, that's a bunch of white people. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bunch of Caucasians. It was it was a bunch of Caucasian people. No, there's a green man. What are you talking oh about? Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> that doesn't count. I thought you were going to say, no, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. His name is Bruce Banner. But it was the Hulk. Bake it wasn't it? Bruce Banner. It was the Hulk. The Hulk is his own individual, but, right? Big, angry b- green man. But that's what I'm saying, I'm though, is that it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was the foundation that they had built 
the MCU on mm-hmm. for like the longest time, yeah. and then not until we started getting past the original class of you know Avengers, yeah, did we start getting this ethnic you know uh, diversity within the MCU. Yeah. So you know to go with Quentin Tarantino's comments, it's a lot better than Scorsese's comments because Scorsese was talking about it where like those movies are just trash, like they're yeah. just garbage movies. Also, Dennis Villeneuve is how you pronounce his name, Arrival, Dune director. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he kind of went around the same route. But I look, we said it before in previous issues where we said that these directors making these comments are only saying it partially because they agree, but the other aspect of it is they're releasing a movie and they want those movies to make. Profit. So but, yeah, the way you they tie their movie, watch. exactly. But the thing oh. is that Tarantino doesn't have a movie coming out. Tarantino was doing an interview yeah, just, for yeah. something. For, he was just doing an interview. Yeah, yeah. And then they asked him a question. It's not like he like out of nowhere brought it up. No, yeah. Somebody asked him a question of like, hey, like, what do you think of the MCU? Yeah. And then he then went into this whole thing. But you have to um, you have to also know, Tarantino. You know, came up as an independent filmmaker. He's only made eight films. Or nine films at this point. Wait, does with, he have one more to go? Or is he, he says he only has like one more, but he might do another. Okay. But it depends on how. He yeah, feels. it really just depends yeah. on how he feels. I guess this I is the same man that said, "I'm not filming Hateful Eight because y'all released my screenplay to the public and leaked it." That was a thing. Yeah, that well, was That's a thing. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, like, "I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a play. I'm gonna make a like on stage a, a live performance." That would have been cool. It would have been cool. Yeah, there was a live sold. reading. No, the, the film, the screenplay got leaked. Then he was like, "I'm not doing it." Then they did a live reading of it, and he said, I'm never making a movie. And then literally like a month later, he's like, I'm making a movie. But, that, but that's the thing, though, is that you have a filmmaker like this. No, not the Scorsese's or anything else. He understands the back. He's talking more of the back end. He's talking about studios. He's talking about, you know, the the opportunities it gives, like, newer directors and everything else. And, I, and that's what he was more talking about. Now, to kind of transition into the next topic, yeah. right, because we do have something else to talk about. So Simu Liu has a good point, right? And but it's not just actors that get kind of noticed in these universe movies, these mm-hmm. big budget movies that the studios are producing. You also have producers and directors that end up coming from doing small independent films yeah. like Slither mm-hmm. and then end up making big franchises to then heading mm-hmm. massive departments in these studios. Why Slither? James Gunn. Mm-hmm. James Gunn just released the that was James, yeah, Gunn. That was James yeah. Gunn. Yeah, he released the holiday special Guardians of the Galaxy short right. movie that came out on Disney Plus to, as of to, as of uh, recording today. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Now, what's great about James Gunn is this: he's one of the few directors slash producers slash screenplay writers that's very active on Twitter. And so, when he's active on Twitter, he is very wholesome for the type of person that you know for the type of filmmaker that he is, and he loves to respond to people that hate with some wholesome comments. Yes. So one of the comments that was made was he was very enthusiastic about the fact that the holiday special was about to be released Mm -hmm. and he loved the set design. And someone made some weird comment about the set design, how it's not like practical Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And he replied by retweeting it. So quote tweet where he said, most of my uh, sets for the movies are practical sets, Mm -hmm. which in this special, you definitely notice. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's, it was very well crafted. Yes, for I was even telling Andy because we watched it earlier today. For like a forty-five minute special. For I mean, granted, it's a forty-five minute special, and they used the same set design for like eighty percent of it. Eighty percent of it, and then the rest of it was filmed like outside with Kevin Bacon basically running down the street and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and Mantis like- going. 
give me all your money. It was like they sectioned off like three blocks and yeah. they went like, okay, cool. The most good. amount of money they spent on sets was closing down Streets. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah for that, that, like, that, yeah. that was it. That was all they yeah. did. And yeah, be, but James Gunn, again. In he, all fairness, you probably didn't even need to close it down. Just take a camera down there and just let people actually re- react yeah. to seeing Mantis and, sure. and Drax even, and just record They could have done that whole thing in like two hours probably. Uh, Maybe a little bit longer. A day. I would, I would say it like a day. Probably, probably a day, a day of, of filming sure. and that's it. Yeah. That's no, all you. It'll probably be a couple hours because you only had sunlight for so long. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. Okay. We're not going to, we're going <laughs> to. Well, you know, it could have been this. It could have been that. Oh, it could have been that. It's all during the day. They didn't have that much sunlight. Right? <laughs> but um, that's the thing is that you have James Gunn, who basically started out as a screenplay writer who, if you didn't know, he directed, uh, what is it called? Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. with yeah. uh, Zack Snyder. He co- yeah. uh, did, co-wrote it co-wrote with it, yeah. Zack Snyder. While I think the first movie he did that was kind of big, B-listed, was Slither. And then he went on to basically do his big name mm-hmm. was Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is hilarious because in a lot of those, he just brought Michael Rooker along. But he also did that. I've never seen it, but he did that superhero movie with Rain Wilson and uh, oh, super. formerly Ellen mm-hmm. Page. Oh, yeah, he did. He did super. do Super. Yeah. yeah That's right. That. That yeah, was, he did do that one. I think that I haven't seen it, but I've seen videos about it. And it's very. It's kick-ass it, light. It's, that, it's kick-ass yeah. like and it has like that guardians of the galaxy like quick humor yeah but it is like a really dark comedy superhero it's, action movie. it very much is a dark comedy because yeah. at, a, at a certain point uh him and Elliot, him and elliot page are he's like willing to give up his partner yeah. So that way he can make it out of a certain situation. It's yeah. it's pretty messed up. So we got about five minutes before we have to wrap up comic strips to talk about our main topic for today's show. Right, right. Uh, spoiler alert. If you have not seen the holiday special, go ahead and skip five minutes over. So that way you guys don't get it spoiled. It's 45 minutes released on there. Great holiday film. If you want to go watch it, go for it and come back to the podcast. But what did we think what about the holiday special? James Gunn's PG porn. Oh, no. That is... <laughs> I just saw it on Scooby Doo. Also, I forgot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, Scooby Scooby Doo. Of course, totally forgot about that. Yeah, he made both Scooby Doo's. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wrote one, directed one. Those are some of my favorite movies ever. I rewatch them. Those are solid movies. At least a couple times a year. They're so good. (laughs) So, what do we think about the holiday special? Oh, loved it. I, I, yeah, it's. I think for a holiday special, anything with Christmas or the holidays, I feel like. It automatically gets a stamp of approval and made me feel something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it made me feel touched, or it made me feel joy, or it made me feel in the holiday spirits in some way, some shape. And I feel like it did that. I feel like the holiday special had a lot of heart to it. It's very, it's a short movie, very easy concept, but it was fun. I just want to know why James Gunn says. I feel like James Gunn is the type of director and screenwriter. You give him a hat with just a bunch of papers in it, right? You give him the idea, the ending. And then you like basically have him choose whatever characters he wants. He plays every screenplay on hard mode Mm -hmm. because this entire movie is based off the two characters that really are more like sidebars than anything else. Drax and Mantis. They work really well together. But let's be honest. Who really cared about Mantis besides her being like a very, oh, she's so cute. She's so this and so that after the second movie. And Drax is more of like the punchliner, the guy that goes Mm -hmm. like, what is it? 
Who who is he? Where is he? Or oh, what's where's his? Gamora? Where's Why Gamora? Is Gamora? Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> He's a one punchler, yeah. right? He's a yeah. one punchliner. Yeah. So you have this movie where they basically go out on this adventure to go find Kevin Bacon, the legendary Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and it's just joke after joke after joke. Yeah. And you're definitely hundred percent right. There is that wholesome element at the end because spoiler alert, Mantis ends up being the half sister of. Quill. Yeah, Peter. Yes. Yes. So it gives you that very wholesome, heartwarming message at which, the end. Which me and Renee were talking about it before the show, and we were like, it's not a far leap. Like, no. I, no. like as it's soon as she said it's she never said explained it. how she ends up with ego. His de- it, yeah. yeah, with ego. It's never really explained. Mm-hmm. So what I, it's it's a little hokey, but I, I enjoy it. And I but, think it's cute because they have that camaraderie and that, like, I, they're mm-hmm. like siblings. And it, all, and it yeah. also makes yeah. sense, too, because ego kills all of the kids that he can't find use for but if he has useless, use for her and he has use for her so that way she can put him to sleep yeah. so immediately it was like oh well, that makes sense yeah because yeah. she had it she had a purpose so that's why he kept her alive mm-hmm. she probably just didn't have the celestial powers yeah exactly so what did you think of the movie as a whole like what parts did you enjoy okay i thought it was of course it was very hokey very cheesy but i think it was super fun and I love seeing Mantis more like expressive and emotive versus yeah. her usually being like, I'm awkward and sleep where mm-hmm. she got like angry and she like the part where they're at the bar and she has the drink yeah. and she's like, give me another. Like, <laughs> like it tastes disgusting, but I want more. Yeah, yeah. I she was very cute. And then again, the scene where she's like, you want to give me the map for free and then give me all your money. And it was just I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. It was very I, cute. Do you want your weird little man or to save Christmas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has like an existential crisis yeah. about the whole thing. Or uh, what was so it? The, the cop car flips over. Oh, and then yeah. she's like, and the first thing, even. no, but it's not the first thing that she, that she has to do was, does this look like a man? Yeah. <laughs> like, does this look like a little? Not are you okay? Yeah. For like, clarification. Yeah, like does it look like a little man? And so they were like, funny. no. And he, they, they were like, why? And she's just like nothing. My I give you this. Me. We're even <laughs> yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. What was your favorite part, Renee? I thoroughly liked um, Mantis as a whole, in the, she, as a as a character. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. She did a great job, and it made me. And then I also did enjoy that we got a little bit of Cosmo the dog. Yeah, because we're gonna get more in the third one. Good, so, I love Cosmo. I think overall this was a great way of like, and I think we talked about it when you got here. Um, it's like rekindling that love for Guardians again. Yeah, where it's like because we've haven't had we haven't seen them in anything since maybe mm-hmm. I guess Thor: Love and Thunder, but that wasn't even like enough. They were there That's and they pieced out. Yeah. yeah. This was really kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm excited for Guardians 3. Yeah. You know, I'm really interested to see where it's going to go with all these new characters and then also with that, you know, new relationship between Peter and Mantis now. Yeah. Because it was really, it Mm -hmm. felt really genuine when you watch it and you see the look in Peter's face when he finds out that he has a half sister. Yeah. Because you could tell he he was alone the entire time. Yeah. And now he doesn't feel bad. That was the best Christmas present that he could have gotten. Yeah, which is interesting because the entire movie meant, and that's what I mean by making you feel something Mm -hmm. because it's one of those things of, you know, Mantis is dreading telling him this information because she doesn't know how he's going to take it, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing as, oh yeah, Mantis, you know, his dad was a dick and uh, yeah. everything else, you know, mm-hmm. how, I don't know how he's going to really take that, that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to then have him, you know, hug her also, because I have to admit my favorite scene was Yondu. 
The two Yandu scenes oh, are my, yeah. are my favorite. Ending, that animation see... was kind of storybookish. It, yeah, that's story what it was. But that, I think that was the point that he was trying to do. Is yeah. James Gunn has a purpose for everything he includes in his movies, yeah. and I feel like he was trying to make it like a Christmas Carol like this, book yeah. animation, like a Christmas Carol, or like the yeah. And I really enjoyed that because that's the thing that. Because I feel like anything with Yandu and Peter always like that. That's a that's they an have easy, a chemistry, and it's an easy sure. it's an easy like you know like tug on the on the heartstrings yeah. especially since it's so funny because it explains something from the first one from the, the little first guardians because yeah. it's the little He's doll little trinkets. You, you and you can yeah. see on yandu's uh thing that he has collected little trinkets mm. for years yeah and you're like this is such a weird quirk yeah like where did this start like why did he why does he have this quirk mm. and then to then do it's a his, full circle. His pseudo son. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's the collection started with his son mm-hmm. giving it to him on his first Christmas. And that with that same idea, the fact that it's revealed that Quill's guns guns are from Yondu. It's just it was very wholesome and it's very a sweet. good Christmas story. It's very cute. Yeah, and that's what I mean of like he, he's able to like go full circle because he takes a bad story. Cause Craglin views that story as Peter's worst Christmas. Which, mind you, we get to finally know that Sean Gunn's name and the whole thing was Craglin. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that was his name? <laughs> no, you got you got yeah. it in the other movies. It's just wasn't... But no one really said it a lot. Yeah. You just that's say it's James Gunn's? Yeah. No, Sean Gunn. That's uh, Sean Gunn. Yeah. That's the thing. Everyone said What's his name Sean from uh, the character uh, that he plays in uh, Gilmore Girls? Kirk, thank you. Thank you, Kirk. I've never seen Gilmore Girls. I've never seen it. It was like, it's Kirk. You're on there. You just you just talk to an empty room right now. <laughs> no, Andy's with, in the with back. Andy all the way at the other end. <laughs> Live audience, ladies and gentlemen. Just going like, don't worry, babe, I got you. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave you hanging. Now we have to credit her as associate producer yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up this topic, there was one thing I would want to note. This movie also kind of showed off that James Gunn could do anything he wants in movies because they allowed the speaking of Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. To be mentioned in here. Which, technically speaking, you don't really want to say, but it was so freely used. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like acknowledged to that point where it was just like, oh, so you're basically like Batman, essentially, Mm -hmm. or Bruce Wayne. And then he, and then Drax responds with, who's Bruce Wayne? Mm -hmm. Which is such a great line. I was like, all right. It's funny. And I think, I think it's okay if you have the idea of, you know, because it's, it is supposed to be the real world. Honestly, even if comic, if you were to have, you know, the DC universe exist inside the marvel universe and it's just like oh yeah they're movies like, yeah those are, those are 100 movies like yeah. i think that's fine it's great no but but again there's that respect because if it were anyone else i don't think kevin feige would have greenlit that thing that's true it was james gunn i feel like that's also uh a kevin bacon thing of like we have kevin bacon for like an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> no tremors <laughs> reference it was everything well, else. Honestly, Tremors is such a niche movie, dude. Yeah. It, the fact that you wanted I knew to you tr- weren't going to get like, I knew you weren't going to get a Tremors <laughs> yeah. reference. Shame. But he did save a town with dancing. Yeah. He, he talked about Which a town with I, dancing. I liked you know. how they impact that with Kevin Bacon and how he took that. You know, it's like he, he watched, Peter watched Footloose as a kid. Yeah. And that's how he saved the universe. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, what that's a really him. good detail. Yeah. It was a good little detail where you're kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it was like, that was cute. Jack that's was cute. like, you saved a town with dancing. Yeah. Peter saved the universe with dancing. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was, it was a cute time. It, 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 was, it was cute. It was good. Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole special was wholesome. As it well. was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up comic strips for this issue. Are we ready to move on to our main topic? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not getting away from Disney. 
Not yet, yeah. anyways. Disney's in our lives. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 wrapped us. It's you know it's a part of us it's now. Force. You're wearing Disney, it's Renee. So are no, you're not. No, you actually are so because he's a part of Disney now. Who? Who? Avatar. Wow. Well, they're on studio. No, freaking who was the writer? Yeah, he's in the Mandalorian. People? Oh. <laughs> are you talking about Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni. There you go. Oh he's my in, god. Yeah, I couldn't make that connection. What up? That was a hop, skip, that and a leap. Yeah, that was <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> somehow oh, he went yeah. from doing his own yeah. stuff and then Disney came over and was like, Listen, that was, over here. that was a hot skip and a leap, dude, but okay. He's I'll, still I'll there. He's it. still there. I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. Are you wearing a Batman sweater? I am wearing a Batman sweater. Ta- oh, but I'm also wearing, yeah, Disney because Rick like and Morty. That's our, Rick and Morty is FX. Oh, no, that reminds Adult Swim. It's owned by Warner. Point being, we're talking about Disney. We're back. Why are we talking? Huh? Keep going. Okay, we're talking about Disney. Keep going, dude. Yes, why are we talking about Disney? Well, Andor just ended. Yes. Right? And Andor has received nothing. None of you watched it. None of us. (laughs) But Andor has received nothing but amazing praise from the people that have watched it. Eights, nines, tens, masterpiece is what it's being called. It's good. It's Apparently, it's great. Well, this is me when people are like, you should watch Andor. I'm like, you're right. I should. Next week. That's the exact response that I also get. So... Alongside with that, we've mm. noticed that Disney has just been popping shows left and right as you guys well. Know the premise of Andor, like what is it? Don't tell about? us. Kinda yes, because we saw a preview. Rogue when One. We, we saw the prequel, we Rogue saw the first episode it's together amongst you, John, me, right. and Andy. Even before that, when we saw <laughs> oh. Rogue One in theaters again, they gave the little spiel. It was it, just it, funny. Yeah. That it yeah. was just so funny because um, I remember seeing that of like, oh yeah. Watch Rogue One so that way you can be prepared for Andor. And but I, it's a and, prequel. Yeah, but I, I thought it was so funny because I remember I watched all of Andor and I went, none of Rogue One has anything to do. <laughs> it's more like his character in Rogue One, but it, no, it's yeah, I agree. With you. And yeah, there's a second season that's being developed as we speak, which right. they yeah. are they are saying that they they're ta- they're already in talks with Alan Tudyk. Yes. So that way they can get K2SO. The legendary Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Did you watch the Disenchanted movie that just came out? It was so good. I, I actually I really have liked feelings it. about that movie. Really? I haven't watched it yet. Enchanted is one of my favorite Disney movies of mm, all time. Yeah. It's so perfect. It's so rewatchable. When the trailer came out, at least 10 different people sent me the trailer because they know I love that movie and right. I've cosplayed that movie. I was like, oh, God, why? Did you My not like Disenchanted? I haven't seen it. Oh, I've seen it. Seen it. The trailer didn't The trailer, fire. just yeah. like, I, I think, was just like, why? Yeah. Why is she going to be the villain? Is well, she, I like just... the creativity of that, the thought behind that. Well, yeah, sure. Where I like where it's like, oh, she's technically a stepmother. Exactly. So in a fairy tale. No, like, I, that's smart. Premise, yeah. Yes. But I just don't. Enchanted is such a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't need it. So, I'm just saying in general. I do agree with you there where it didn't really need a sequel. Yeah. But with what they did with it, I actually ended up sitting down and watching it. It made me respect Before the it idea. Doesn't, it doesn't and take people, anything away. Sure. But people are either like they loved it or mm-hmm. they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's so divided. Now I'm going I'm to say this, okay? Mm-hmm. So with the slate of Disney property or Disney stuff that has been coming out over the last couple yeah. of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to put everything kind of in a line. Yeah. You have Andor, which is considered to be a Star Wars masterpiece. Oh, it's top tier. Okay. Then you have Disenchanted, which to some, I would, uh, to me, for in this in, for this purpose, it's mid. I you have people that beat. love it. It's a solid, it's a solid beat. beat. It's mid. People will love it or people will hate it. Yeah. Then you have 
the Santa Clauses. Oh my god, my dude! God. Which, dude, I, 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 I don't think I've ever seen Tim Allen just bomb as no. hard as I. So ever I will have. disagree with that. I think Tim Allen is the only good part about that. It's the only. It's if it wasn't for Tim Allen, trash. Like oh, worse oh, than I trash. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it, it's still if bad. He wasn't attached to it. Yes, okay. this movie is worst. Is not worse. movie show. This it's show, series, yeah. okay. So this show is already out. Yeah, it's already out. It's four. Yeah. It's three episodes in, and I just think it's so funny that I feel like you get better acting in Halloween Town. I love you, Halloween Town. I love Halloween Town too. But you know what? In the Halloween Town series, you know how like the more Halloween Towns that came out, the hokier the acting got. Yeah. Are we already starting out with? We've the- gotten to oh. Halloween Town High. By episode one, <laughs> by yeah. episode one, you're in Halloween yeah. Town High, that where like hurts. everyone like, is over. Like we're getting like if if, if it yeah. was a Disney Channel movie now. No. Yes, not like, not like, like early '90s, or early 2000s. Yeah, at least yeah. yeah. Like it's not it's, it's not. Oh yeah, we have Debbie Reynolds, and we're taking this super <laughs> seriously. It's like no, we have Tim Allen, and like he's phoning it in the whole time. Yeah. But you know what? These three <laughs> examples are a perfect example of what Disney, the studio is kind of afraid to do because the Santa Claus is, is just a full on we're using we're reusing a property that we know is really really great yeah. for holidays and stuff and we're just putting it back on the stage even if it's bad but because everyone knows the Santa Claus it's just yeah. rehashing right? the same it's idea rehashing. over and over again now yeah. to not spoil this enchanted for you i'm just going to say this the reason no no i'm not going <laughs> to spoil it. no 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 it's it's not it's a good movie and i really want you to watch it okay. because for me at least Disenchanted is a throwback to the original ways of Disney with their movies. You have the quirky, really great songs, the musical portions that kind of like make you revisit the old, like early 2000s look of Disney. Right. And then you have the practical sets that look really fake and cheesy, but they're still believable because it's Disney. It's got a solid Disney storyline, too. You could see that Disney really put their back into it yeah. with this movie. But the thing was is that when I'm watching it, it reminds that reminds me, but I get very Have you heard of that Disney Channel movie called uh, The Descendants? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't like The Descendants because it's a wasted it a TV show? thought. It's it's a weird. It's, it's a little a, weird. To me, it, it's it's a wasted opportunity. They could have made it a bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. Um because you have like, oh yeah, it's the next generation of villains and stuff like that. It because, feels very like yeah. hallmarky. Yeah. Yes. And when you yeah. watch it, it's like, you know, they don't it's very low budget and mm-hmm. not great. Yeah. But I'm watching it and I'm like, this could have been what uh, the descendants could have been mm-hmm. because yeah. it's so like big budget. They put mm-hmm. a lot of effort, but everyone's costumes were great for disenchanted and stuff, which yeah. I like. It's, it, but it's old school Disney. Yes. And if it wasn't for the cast, mm-hmm playing characters that they love, yeah. you wouldn't have had a great movie. Amy yeah. Adams, you can tell, loves playing I her love character. Amy also, she's, she has an amazing voice. She's got an amazing she voice. Does. She does. Is a Muppet movie? Voice. Oh, my God. Oh God. For, the Muppets for, was great. I saw that movie like four times I, in theaters. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Amy I love Adams, the puppets, all right? I love the Muppets. <laughs> Jason, give me on the puppets. You know what? And I, I really have to say, you know, Amy Adams really knows how to carry a movie, and she also she really does. knows how to be not only the, like. She's so versatile. She does, yeah. she is, you know, especially for because people were making were having comments because they were like, Well, Amy Adams obviously isn't gonna be playing Lois Lane. She's too old to be playing but Lois Lane. She's coming back. She wants to. Yeah, and it's like, well, like Lois Lane can't be in her forties. That makes no sense. You know, but what? Henry so Lois Cavill Lane 
can't age. Like <laughs> yeah, she can't age. Yeah. She has to be stuck in her like in her like late twenties, early thirties. But that makes no that makes no sense. I would love seeing a Lois Lane who takes over the Daily Planet. Like, that would be great. Give me that Lois Lane. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Have the, the have the characters age in in the timeline that the movies are coming out. But it's okay to have an aged Batman, but not Lois Lane. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. The other the other actress that I really, 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 really loved in Disenchanted mm-hmm. is uh Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph was I, did she Maya do Rudolph. Well? Oh, she wait, what did she say? Did she do well? She yes, did yes, amazing. She, did. she is the aunt I wish I, I had. Her. I just <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I love her, man. Like anytime she's, she's a movie. So funny. My, yeah. Maya Rudolph, yeah. it, honestly, I would love if they were to make a Mean Girls two where they're older and you made Maya Rudolph the 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 new Mean Girl because that's essentially what this was. Oh yeah. Oh no, she yeah. was she was born to play a villain. She, she was loved born, every so aspect sassy. of it. Well, because yeah. she's so great. Think, think of it as uh, what was it? Of she is the town Mean Girl mom. Love and she that. Has, yeah. And she has two minion. Did she moms. say come here and give me a hug? And then Amy Adams is like. No, she's like she's, she's like introducing herself as like the queen and she's, everything else. Yeah, she's and being nice, but she's also being she's throwing passive aggressive compliments. Yeah, Love which that. is great. She, yeah. she has oh, two so minions. she's like Mother Gothel from Tangled. Yes. 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 <gasps> when you watch, just oh, watch the movie. Sense. It's so That's good. Yeah, so you see what we mean by like it has great ideas yeah. and it sells itself. You might not agree okay. with me. Both of you guys might not agree with yeah. me, but um, it, it threw me back to uh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. You're right. Yes. Oh. I don't agree. With that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know what I'm talking, talking about. Talking about her yeah. husband. Right? No, 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 or... no. The musical number with Amy Adams and Maya Rudolph. Oh, that was the best yeah. musical number in the entire that was movie. Good. Okay. Yeah. But here's okay. Here's my thing though: is that for that, and also for Andor. So in Disenchanted, and also Andor, you can feel that there's a lot of love and care put into those characters. Extend that a little bit because Disenchanted is based off a movie. It's a sequel that's wanting to take risks but playing it safe. Yes. Andor is we take a franchise that's well-loved and well-known and we're going to put it in a genre that technically shouldn't work for a franchise like this, but it does. It's a spy movie. It it is. It's a spy TV show. That's what it is. Well, how do you explain? That's the thing and it sucks because like when you look at Disenchanted, and then you look at Hocus Pocus 2. It's like, where was that? Yeah, but that's what Hocus I'm saying. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though, is that you... No, but you... But, but, that's what I'm, but that is what I'm saying, that mm-hmm. you have movies like Disenchanted that have great characters, have great musical numbers, have things that are just working, you yeah. know... Everything and, works well. Everything's working together. Everything's meshing really well. And then you have the Hocus Pocuses. Then mm-hmm. you have the Santa... Because yeah. honestly, I am tired of seeing... Scott Calvin losing his powers. It mm-hmm. happens in every single Santa Claus movie. Happens is that the every premise sing- of the show? The, the premise yeah, of the show is that peop- uh, Amazon and other uh, things have taken away from Santa yeah. and nobody is writing isn't Santa anymore. Isn't that the plot anymore. of Elf? Isn't that yeah. Elf? No, kind, when, kind of. When Santa's like, no one has the spirit of It's like Christmas. the third act of Elf. It's like the third act of Elf. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea is that uh, Scott so Calvin is now losing his, spirit. he's losing his powers and they're not working and he's now he's now created these two weird just, mutant children inside of, inside of like no. he has two children inside of uh, the North sci-fi? Pole. <laughs> no, he has two. He has two children inside of uh, the North Pole, and they're they're just weird kids. And everybody knows they're weird kids because they grew up in the North Pole. But the problem is, is that he's losing his powers, so he now has to retire, and so he's trying to find a replacement. No, okay. I've only seen episode one, and you know how yes. episode one ends, right? 
I will. I'm gonna say this, and I want you to confirm it. This might be a spoiler. Yes. Does Cal Penn become his replacement? Yes, he does. No, that's what it was initially. That's yeah. basically what but it not was. Only that, but how also, do we get Santa to not be white? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's the other thing. Hold on. But how exactly do we get Santa to not be white, but also the dark Santa to be bad at his job? <laughs> yes, that's what I because was because the yeah. idea of it is, is that Cal Penn tries what? to then use. Santa's delivery system of teleporting through oh, portals. Because he created a product that hasn't been put out yet. And because he, keeps, he can't he can't facilitate the delivery system. Yeah. So now he's going public with Santa and he's now using Santa's uh abilities mm-hmm. to now deliver things. And then they're like, He's destroying Christmas. We gotta go back and I retired from being Santa too early and yeah. now he's gotta go back and become Santa again. That's episode three? No, 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 that's, that's just the, the series. That's the, that's the plot of the series. Oh, okay. but I'm watching. But I'm watching episode one. But and, like the first, I'm like, and they show Cal Penn, and I'm like, that's Cal Penn's gonna be the new, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be the new <laughs> which I thought was weird too, because they they were like, we're we're getting candidates to be to be uh to be Santa, yeah. and then like Peyton Manning's there. And they were just like, why is Peyton Manning here? Like, that was a Tim Allen just, choice, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's probably a yeah. Tim Allen choice yeah. to, for, pa- for Peyton Manning. It sounds exhausting. It, it really is. And then, I only like, watched episode one and I'm done. I I'm, like, I'm yeah. watching it full all the way through just Ugh. because I want to see how terrible you this gets. Like you also like Christmas. So. I do love Christmas. Yeah, I, that, I'm in the same boat as I you. I love Christmas. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I feel like you could have had a better movie. Of You could have had the same premise of not many kids are writing to Santa anymore Mm -hmm. and so what Santa is doing is he's going from country to country to then inspire and bring back the magic of Christmas they kind of did that with the same with the little girl he visits at the beginning they started it that was good right? that that was cool that's what I'm saying that's the pivot like you have the pitch where he's like now like oh yeah like of course the kid Mm -hmm. like you grew up and now you order from Amazon and you don't remember Christmas and everything else I was like okay so this is where we're going to be going with this show and then a hard pivot of just, mm-hmm. I got to retire and I'm not going to be Santa anymore. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So yeah. we're just, we're, we're just not going to do this anymore. Cause I thought that would have been really special. Yeah. And that would have been really cool of like, okay, well we're going to talk about the magic of Christmas and it's not just about St. Nick. It's not about me. It's about, you know, feeling the magic of Christmas and, you know, doing good to everybody else. No, that's not what the show is about. No. <laughs> but see, that's the problem that I feel. I could have written a better Santa Claus. No, seriously, I, we all could have. That's my fear that Disney's kind of, that's the direction that I'm fearing Disney's going into, mm-hmm. which is the Netflix route of just releasing product after product after product. They've hit it now. And not, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not really putting any heart into it. Because out of those three examples, Andor is the riskiest one, but the most beneficial. And I feel like studios need to take those risks, especially with existing franchises, right? So, again, Andor wasn't seen by many people. Apparently, it's got low numbers but high ratings. And I don't believe it's because people – or it came out in a time where people just aren't invested in Star Wars. I kind of have a feeling that it's just partially somewhat exhaustion of the franchise. Mm -hmm. But what do you have to say? You said something earlier when we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy special. Thank you. Uh, you said something earlier when we were yeah. talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy special, and you're like, it made me excited about Guardians again. Yes. And the word is burnout. Mm-hmm. Yes. We yeah. are all burnt out on everything Star Wars and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Ever since the end of Endgame, the... The quality hasn't been up there. Uh, when we talked last year about uh, Shang-Chi... 
that was a really good Marvel movie. Yeah. Yes. I have not been excited about a Marvel movie since then, post Endgame. So I think that we're all like, I think everyone wants to watch Andor, but we're just so burnt out on all of the franchises. I think that Disney's smartest move would be to wait five years until they release anything in either of those categories to get us excited again about it. They're kind of doing that with the movies. They're not putting out any movies, but they are focusing on the the shows. shows There's too many shows for everyone to watch. Like Mm -hmm. I watched the first like three episodes of what's her name? She-Hulk. no, no, no. Or Miss um, Marvel? Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched the first three episodes. They were so good, but I got so not got, bored yeah. because I liked the show. Mm-hmm. I was just so like, I don't need to watch another superhero show mm-hmm. again right now. That's fair. But yeah. it's because like, they keep pumping this crap out. Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel that it's interesting, too, because I, I, I went back to go rewatch some of the Andor trailers. And it really doesn't tell the story of what's going on in Andor. Really? And the problem is, is that in Andor, I can't tell you too much about Andor without spoiling Andor. Because Andor is a show about not necessarily Cassie and Andor, but it's very much a show about how has the Empire hurt the galaxy? And how are these smaller oh. planets suffering under the Empire? And what forces people to then rebel you mean to tell me they took a risk and started telling stories that people actually wanted to hear yes wow but but people don't know because people are burnt out and don't want to give it a chance in the first place but that's the thing though is that you have these you have these like really cool stories of Andor is because it has a very small premise it's a very it's a very easy premise of cassie and andor is searching for his sister that's episode one Mm -hmm. Because he went to go do something to, because he went to go do that on a planet that he wasn't supposed to be on, and it was an imperial planet, and you know things ended up happening where two security guards get murdered. He is now being hunted by the Empire, and it then leads to him on the run, and then leads to you know his planet being uh, usurped. The Empire is really like trying to track him down. You have a. what was it? Him being imprisoned for not necessarily the crime he committed, but for a fake crime where uh, because he looks like somebody that was involved in the in the protest, they arrest him and automatically sentence him to three to uh, seven years in jail. Racist. <laughs> but no, but it, it was interesting because it also had this, but but it also had this weird industrial, but it also had this industrial uh, complex of like going like when whatever happened. The system is made so that way you never are able to escape jail. Like it was a we, it was an interesting con, uh, like it was an interesting uh, communication. I mean, not com- communication narrative of, you know, the they're in jail and they're just never gonna get out. They're gonna work. They're gonna they're they're in work camps and they're never leaving, and they have all this power on them, where they've because it's the simplest thing. There's le- there's not that many guards, but the entire floor inside the entire jail is all electrified. Oh, that, and none of that them sounds are, like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, and none of them have shoes on, so they're all barefoot throughout the entire jail. So they, so whenever like a fight breaks out or anything like that, they just turn on the switch and they electrify and they just electrify the floor. So Interesting. I'm gonna yeah. say this, okay? Because you brought up Shang Chi, right? That was a good movie. It was a, it was a really great good. movie. Yeah. Actually, I great watched movie. that and I was like, dang, I forgot how good it's that was. It's a really great good. movie. Mm-hmm. But Shang-Chi is a perfect example that you mentioned because what it had that made it interesting is what Andor has. Charisma. Which is, 
No, <laughs> in some way. That too. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's the idea of throwing a shot in the dark and hoping that it works. Mm-hmm. So we let's we can backtrack to something we talked about previously in comic strips, which was the idea of taking that risk and you know doing something special. If we go far back as a different example, similar to Shang-Chi, John Wick, right? John Wick was one of those movies that came out at a time where it really, it it highlighted a different perspective or a different way of producing fight scenes in movies. Yes. Wasn't so Americanized. It had a lot of Asian influences. Mm -hmm. The Raid and IP Man, which is natural fluidity from scene to scene in fight scenes Mm -hmm. and making those fight scenes believable, right? We haven't had that in the MCU. And Shang-Chi was one of those first movies that did it. The fight scene that happens in the bus mm-hmm. is natural, fluid transition oh, from scene to scene. scene. Jackie also, Chan influence. You could also yes. say in Daredevil that everyone was using the one-shot take fight scene thing. One shot. One shot. That yeah. famous hallway scene yeah. yes. when he's yeah. rescuing the little boy. I that's think it had two cuts. Yeah. But they were hidden but they were, so they were, well. They, yes. That's like really yeah, good. And they were, yeah, and they were really well hidden. I. But that's the thing, though, is that when you make those little... When you make those gambles, and but they but you can put heart and you can put a great story and also a great performances mm-hmm. because the cast of Andor nail it like they are so so cool. Uh, and you and because you have multiple perspectives, that's the interesting thing. Andor is not about casting Andor. It it involves Mon Mothma. It involves like the building of the rebellion, Saw Gerrera. It like has all of these pieces that are then morphing together, and it's the beginning of the rebellion. It's world building. It's world building of of what? How exactly did we get to episode four? It's mm-hmm. the world building of Brian's favorite Star Wars movie ever, Rogue One. Yeah, well, because that's I thought you were thing. leading up to a joke, but then it became well, real. That, that's real. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> the <laughs> There's, there's episodes where you see Mon Mothma and she's talking in the Imperial Senate and she's talking about how people are being punished, how they're being treated, and, and you just see people tuning out and you just see them leaving or you see them walking out and not wanting to talk about it. And they're just going, the Empire made us safe. The Empire has saved us. We're making more money with the Empire than we ever did with the Republic. And that makes it more real as how they got so big in the first place. But that's, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's but it also shows you this weird commentary on the Military Industrial Act where it's like Yeah, us it's being like a real world like narrative. Yeah, us yeah. being at war is more profitable than us being safe. And there's a and it, it's all yeah. okay until it affects me. It hasn't hit my planet yet, and my planet is fine, and it hasn't been ravaged by you know them scouring it for uh, materials or mining equipment or anything like that. So we're fine. There's no problem that we have. So That's fascinating. To wrap up this topic, <laughs> yeah, right. Why is it? I'm gonna ask this question. Okay, why is it that studios, Disney in particular, right, are so afraid to take shots in the dark with these franchises? It worked in Shang Chi. Because it had those influences from Asian movies, from Raid. Bullet Train is another example of that. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of influences from movies that you know really don't have, or that showcase it Asian influences again. Honestly, I do feel that Shang Chi is a safer movie than you're giving it credit for. I uh, to a point. There's a mar- there was definitely a market for it. It's, there was there, a market. There was there, a market yeah. for it. But it, it's the a way safer movie than you're putting it out to be. Yes, it's it, again. It's backed by the MCU, but yes. again, it's much more different. The the leaping. It's a karate you know, like Asian influenced movie mm-hmm. versus like the whiteness of Endgame. I feel like that's the the leap it took. I wouldn't but say it, whiteness. I would say the Hollywood 
influences the Holly, the safe like, Hollywood uh, productions the norm, style, the norm yeah. style of like action movies. Yeah. Where the leap was that, but I think it it's so underrated. It, 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 that, well, that's yeah. the thing though is that also they you know because they but they hired the right people for yeah. it because it could have been. You know, the same Hollywood, you know, just the same Hollywood movie where they have an action hero or this karate mm-hmm. star or anything like that. But they actually did hire somebody who knew martial art, who yeah. mildly knew martial arts. They, and then he trained his ass off yeah. in order for us, in order for him to. The casting you know, is impeccable. So why is. why is Disney not taking more shots in the dark? It's risky. <gasps> Super risky. This could, you guys should talk about on the <laughs> podcast about the whole like switching of the presidents or CEO. Oh, we, no. Okay. Funny story about that. So that was actually really funny. <laughs> that was super uh, funny. We, in the last issue with Rainwater, uh, we were talking about Bob Chapek, basically how he's. Uh, we were compl- Rainwater was complaining about Bob Chapek. Yeah, yeah. Basically, how his entire philosophy for Disneyland is now pay to imagine kind of thing exactly. you want to go into the parks you pay you want to enjoy these aspects of the park you pay extra you want to be much more you want to be much more imaginative pay extra for that He's we were the reason why adventures campus sucks okay. can i say that no. yeah <laughs> uh, what, cancel it's no, over no, but honestly i feel i i i i was telling that to renee when i first went to avengers campus because i hadn't gone yet and then i finally went and i go Avengers Campus does not feel like a land. It doesn't it, feel like Disneyland. It feels like you're at like Six Flags. Yeah, it feels like it, it really does feel. You know what? Six Flags is like the best possible thing where it's just like, okay, cool. We we got an area. We put a bunch of bo- billboards up that have. We put the shows DC. on a two story thing that you can't effing see ever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we, but like we put like the banners up and then we were just like, okay, we're done. So it, whereas exactly. like, but if what you was. Were to go to, galaxy's edge it feels like a land it feels mm-hmm. like you feel immersed you can't yeah. hear any noises but Disney, but star wars what was it that you said about avengers campus that you liked so much i better? liked that that i can just sit there and just stuff was happening yeah there is built feel, there's different. always stuff happening yeah. but the land feels bland that that's yeah. the point i'm trying to make where mm-hmm. like there is a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. but everything is so boring and like corporate and industrial mm-hmm. feeling which i get that's what amateurs are but they could have had a little more pizzazz mm-hmm. it details. was meant to sell it was meant to sell so we finished recording the issue and then we get off we're, we're putting everything away and we literally get a google alert and it really? said yeah, yeah bob Iger that's is now reinstated so and we're like funny. where was this piece of information we put our we put our phones on. exactly well, we, we put our phones on uh because it ha- the the news broke in the middle of the shoot can you uh, can you just go on so google phones, news and see what's up right now it probably happened the day after or something, but that's so funny. That happened during your shoot. It literally happened with during Disney- the shoot. Yeah, yes. with the, and it was so funny because we all read it at exactly the same time because we turned You're off all like, oh, airplane crap. mode, and then we were like, <laughs> "Oh wow, this happened literally as we were talking about him." So, so Renee's gonna go on it's Google so News funny. Kick and just see what entertainment oh, news broke right now. Oh, entertainment news. Yeah, entertainment news because like yes. just, just, the first thing right now is not Star news. Wars officially canceled. No more. <laughs> It's over. But I. But that's the thing, though, is that it's going to be interesting to see how Bob Iger changes the parks. It's going to be yeah. see, interesting how he I changes think, everything else. I think and I hope he's going to be like, we need to rethink Avengers Campus because it means something. Well, they already said they're extending it. They, they said they're going to be extending. Extend- they're going to be adding more to it. They're going to be you know taking over more portions of the land. I'll tell you right now, as a cast know, member, there's a lot of space in the back that could make it work. 
well, there's well, there's that. As former cast member, you can't get me now, Mickey Mouse. I know, but there, there, there's that. But there's also all the way up to uh, was it Monsters University? Like that? I mean, Monsters. Uh, oh, Hollywood, oh, the Hollywood, back, Hollywood backlot. Yeah, the Hollywood was, backlot area, which broke. is no, well, they nobody's already, using. I mean, they have Spider Man. They used to have Spider Man meet and greet and. Captain America at one of the brick buildings. That's before, what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it, it leads right into Avengers Campus, so you mm-hmm. could have that entire road be And Avengers the Guardians Campus. is already there. Take down the stage. So it could, that could... Take it all down. That's smart. Instead of it being Avengers Campus, you can call it Avengers Avenue. Or it could be like New York. Why are we giving them free ideas? They're not paying us. Don't listen to us. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Bob Iger. But you want to be on the show, but Bob, you're more than welcome if, to. If you steal my if you steal my Camera's idea, over here. Just, Bob, if you steal my idea... <laughs> I swear to God, I'll find you. <laughs> no, no, no breaking news. No, nothing really. Okay, good. Yeah. So we're we're safe. We're For safe. Now. For now, yeah. Sarah, we're done talking about all this. Let's talk about you. Oh, Let's no. talk about the cosplays that you've done. How has life changed for you over the last year since we've had you? Let's start with the simpler question. That's too much. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's so much that's happened. I just like curl up and like become a little ball under the table and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interview me. So you have slowly but surely have been developing more cosplays. You've expanded your IG and showed off and showcased a lot more of your work. Yes. What cosplays for the people that have not yet followed you on IG, what have you done so far? Well, um, okay. So the past year I've, I've actually, I'm actually quite proud of the things I've done this past year. Um, I did a lot of, cosplays that have taken months to make where in the past I would focus on like speed where now I'm kind of focusing more on the quality versus how many I can pump out so fast um my first big project which is actually kind of why I wore this today is um I was in a creative lull and um my fiance John plays League of Legends every day of his life and he's like oh there's new shows coming out less December? Yeah, our, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. And he's like, you should watch this. You'd really like it. I feel like you'd really like Jinx and the show. So he watched mm-hmm. the first like three episodes or something. And if you've watched the show, you know that the first three episodes are kind of a lot. <laughs> it's, a, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard show to watch. It's a little it's a, heartbreaking. It's, yeah. it's very good. But uh, I remember sitting down one day being like, this is so dumb. I'm just going to sit down and watch it. And I was obsessed. So we rewatched it. I cried and um, finished the show. And I'm like, I'm, I have the motivation and inspiration to get back into cosplay. And this was the first big cosplay project I did. In yeah, you were working on that one about, for a while. It took yeah. three. Okay. The reason for the visual viewers on YouTube, the reason why it took three months is because I started off making this. <laughs> and this took way longer than I care to admit that it took. <laughs> Did you get a chance to make her shot uh, her shark uh, rocket launcher? No, it's right there. so that I focused. <laughs> no, I, that's on my list. But I focused on the show version of her specifically, not the games. So I made this little dooded, and then I made. She does this. have the shark rocket launcher in the show in Arcane, at the very end. At the end, when she, yeah, she has loads it. all the people. Yeah, she has it. <laughs> Yeah, and she's yeah when she's fighting uh like when during the final battle and everything like that with Vi, with V with Vi. Go ahead and put the mic a little yes. closer to you. You are correct, sir. <laughs> um, I wanted to. I don't. Okay, so you can lift the mic up. Yeah, I can, t- yeah, oh. I can 
this over Take here. Take it from her. A little insight is that I have kind of a phobia of wearing like contacts because I've never worn them before. So I I cosplaying powder before she transitioned to Jinx specifically. Yeah. You, also, you would, they're very lightweight. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up and I'm like, oh man, this you is like would, uh, a pound. I, Brian, I was telling because I think when Arcane came out last year, I was telling you you should really watch Arcane. So you it's, both have you of, watched it yet? So I okay, so that's how the story went. So Nick was trying <laughs> to tell me. Nick was like, you should watch it. You should watch it. And I'm like, I hate League of Legends. The community sucks. It's dumb. Then out of nowhere, you come in and you're just like. You should watch Arcane. I'm not into League of Legends, but oh my god, it's so good. And I'm like, it's really good. What I was telling, what sure. I was telling Brian is, is that League of Legends is a Sucks. garbage game. Yeah, with a lore that it that it does not. Dude, deserve. you're pissing off all the franchises, you are man. So right. It's it's a terrible game. So it's a terrible correct. game with an in depth lore. <laughs> the lore that's so good. The character building and character design are flawless. They're so well thought out for a yes. garbage game. Can we change that? <laughs> so so yeah. you got to clarify. It's the community that's kind of garbage. No, it's it's the, <laughs> no. the community. Okay, it's the community. It's the actual game itself. I've never actually played a game of League of Legends where I haven't gotten yelled at, uh, <laughs> or I haven't yelled at someone. Where it's like no one ever goes. I'm gonna have a good time playing League of Legends tonight. You didn't do your job. You didn't cover the lanes. That Why didn't you do this? Accurate. Yeah, I've, nobody has ever gone like, oh, I'm going to relax by playing League of Legends tonight. No, you need heart me medication to continue playing League of Legends. Like, you have heart palpitations. For me, when I heard of League of Legends, it was like 10 years ago. Like Someone explained to me like the characters and certain characters and like the lore. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, And I said, it's a game? They go, yeah. And they showed me the gameplay. I was immediately turned off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't well, want to do that. The like, animatics that they do are stunning, yeah. but it doesn't reflect the actual gameplay. Mm -hmm. But I mean- Have you, uh, last year when around that time there was a, uh, there was a pop-up that was around. It was called Studio 31. I didn't go to that. I, I did. I, how was it? It was so much fun. I have never had so much fun being in an interactive like theater type mm. thing of like you are now going to participate. Oh, that was the then. thing you told me. I to, was telling yeah. you to go to it because it was it wasn't that bad. It was like only like sixty seventy dollars to go to. It wasn't, and the entire yeah. idea was you're trying to steal drugs. The <gasps> the so you know the uh, the drug and um, yeah. arcane. What's oh, it called? Gosh, um, it's uh. Oh my God! What is it called? And it turns the the yeah, guy so, into the rat thing. Yeah. And so the, yeah. the, oh my God, the idea is, is that you're split up into four different teams. It's not Shimmer. It's it like, is Shimmer. Is it Shimmer? Yeah, it's Shimmer. Okay, so <laughs> so you're split up into four <laughs> different teams, and you're all trying to get the most amount of Shimmer throughout the night by solving puzzles That's and by meeting awesome. uh, and you have to like do meetups or you have to do, Oh, you have to do this mission to then get into a so specific it's like office. Room, it's, it, it had, it was like, it was like several escape rooms put into one room That's badass. and then you had to like go to the bar. That's not a cuss word. Like one, of, okay. like one of the, <laughs> like one of the best things was that you had to go up to the bar and because our contact knew the bartender, you can go up and he would give shimmer. And you, you had to go up and then you had to like show your sign and then he would then go, okay, cool. Come over. Yeah. That was very much it. And then, but also the guards couldn't catch you with shimmer or else you'd be put in jail and they would take your shimmer away. So it was, and it was if you're a, caught with too much shimmer. They put you down for real. But, it was, but, but, that was, but that was the thing though, is because they did have a jinx. They had their, and like jinx was there. No, I saw. They had everything. Saw, they had yeah. all the characters that were all there. I remember there was one where there was a safe that was put up in during the entire thing, and me and my buddies had to devise a heist 
in the middle of one of the uh, plays that was going on in the middle mm-hmm. where we're now trying to unlock it as the play is going on. We're able to snap it open. We steal like six barrels of shimmer and we're trying to run back to our home base and like we just get surrounded by guards. And they were like, put it down. And then we put it all down and we were like. Oh, and then Nick woke up it. and realized yeah. it was all a it dream. Was, it was, he really <laughs> cool was though. It was actually on shimmer. It was all this thing. God. <laughs> no, but it was so interesting because then there was, this, it, it, there was this one moment where uh, people are pushing a button back and forth. And they're just like, what is this button doing here? Like, it's just a, it's a thing. And I told my buddy, I go, on the other side, I saw something open. When they push the button, nobody's noticing. So I go, go around, push the button. And I'm going to pull the shimmer out. Wow. And then literally I go around, he pushes the button and then this guy's like trying it out and he's like, it's not opening up. And I go, Hey, can I give it a try? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just goes, my buddy pushes it and I open up the box and I pull out shimmer. And the guy's like, how did you get that? <laughs> whoa, 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 and I'm like, oh, all right, thanks guys. And I walk away. <laughs> so those, those interactives, especially for arcane were amazing. You know what we should do with this whole conversation? They just gave me an idea. The three of us should go into an escape room and <gasps> film it all and see what it would be like. That would be so cool. Nick would take over. Nick and I would fight. Yeah. Nothing gets done. Renee, I you're the corner crime. Screaming. You, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I, you know what the sad part is? I do think it would just be a lot of screaming. <laughs> Why don't you listen to me, Nick? Yes. Because you don't have any ideas, Brian. Yeah. I no, but I just think it would be really funny because I have a feeling like I like either me or Brian would be on the right path. And then <laughs> one of us would be talking down to each other and then we would just stop and then just go like, all right, fine, do it. Just do it. And yeah. Then eventually we find get, out. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get down the same path that the person was already on, and he's like, "Really? I didn't know that it was gonna do that." <laughs> All right. So but that's besides the point. <laughs> that's besides the point. So you've done Jinx. Jinx was your first big one uh, that you took a pretty long time to do, but you also mm. did another League of Legends cosplay I did. with more detail yeah. that almost broke you. Yes, it took three months of my life. Uh, I painted in my old apartment. I built a canvas that I think it was like six feet by nine feet. And I painted a full recreation of the background splash art of the Camille Arcana skin from League of Legends. So I did a whole mural of that. And then I also built the whole cosplay. And then I also built a set. Because she's sitting on like a throne thing. Or she's levitating on a throne thing. You said Camille's Arcana. Kane costume? Uh, Arcana. Okay. It's kind of like, it's kind of like influenced by like tarot cards and like magic and stuff. Um, But I just fell in love with the art deco. It just was beautiful. So I just wanted to recreate it. (laughs) Um, So that took from (laughs) probably (laughs) February to June. That was five months when you finished it? Mm, Maybe. No, it was March to June. March to June, because I finished Jinx in February. So March to June, that was all I did. And I still want to do more mural cosplays, but they take so much time. No, you spent a very long... That was the thing is that it... Yeah. Yeah. So I recreated that whole image. You have all this on your Instagram, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people can go check them. Where can they find you on Instagram, by the way? My Instagram is Sarah What the Heck because my last name is Heck. There you go. So, so you can go check out all the cosplays <laughs> she's done on her Instagram so you guys can see what she's talking about because this one was pretty great. Yeah. It still is pretty yeah. great because I think I you showed video as it you were developing and making it, but when I got the opportunity to see it in person, the detail was just 
out of this world. It was crazy. I don't know why I did that to myself, but I did it. <laughs> like doing it. it was great. Well, I, I thought it was interesting because you are one of the f- you are one of the fewer cosplayers that now are making everything by hand to be as realistic as possible. Whereas, like you know, we had people like Stephanie earlier in uh, earlier this month, and she was like, "Oh well, I you know I order a lot of pieces." Brittany or, or Brittany, oh, Brittany. Sorry. a lot of people. I was like, "Who's Stephanie?" Yeah, sorry, Stephanie. Brittany, Brittany. But yeah, so we had in which you know she was saying, "Oh yeah, like I order a lot of pieces, or you know I get it fitted, or I have a person that specifically makes my my pieces or anything like that." So it's really interesting, especially because with those weapons. You know, if you're taking them to cons or if you're taking them to anywhere else, you made them so light that it it has that in mind. So if I want to carry it around, it's not that hard. Do you want to know what they're made out of? Uh, I'm imagining it's cardboard. It's a lot of cardboard and then kids craft them that I painted over. And then this one specifically, it is an igloo beverage container in there. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. And That's you funny. see, this is the handle from the beverage container. These are three oh. like dollar mops from Walmart. Yeah, and then the rest is cardboard, foam, and magic. But you know what? <laughs> really, really <laughs> cool about it. What it is, just it looks so together. Like it doesn't it, yeah. look like it's you know peasing off. It just looks like it's one solid piece, which I think that looks it Thank looks you. really good. Yeah, I, Espe- <laughs> I, I mean it. Lo- it looks like an actual prop. It, yeah. lo- it looks like a solid prop. Mm-hmm. It looks like, made. like better props than was on it that were on Halo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the unfinished wood freaking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. But I. I'm. I'm just. T- I'm. I'm blown away by you know the f- the amount of you know care and detail. Like even the. Two the months of my life, baby. Well, because like <laughs> I don't know if you could see it from the camera, but like you can even see like on the uh, bevel of your handle on the very back. Oh yeah. You can see you know skulls there's and you know. Skull, little man, and then on this side there's like a vent. And then these are actual metal, so I have a harness that you can like strap on and you can strap it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and walk around with it, obviously, yeah. yeah. So it's light enough, but it's still structurally together, yeah. which honestly, that I would imagine that takes a lot of engineering and a lot of trial and error. It's People are like, how do you do what you do? And I'm like, I don't know. If you ask me to make that again, I don't know how I did that. I just kind of did it. <laughs> it's a lot of winging and seeing if stuff works. And if it does, I'm like, cool. Yeah. Well, you also, uh, it was like last Halloween, you were Harley Quinn and you created the javelin, which was looked amazing. Yeah. 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 That one. Okay. So a lot of my cosplays I do, I try to spend the least amount of money as possible. And it's kind of a challenge to myself to see what I can make out of stuff I have Mm -hmm. or literal trash Mm -hmm. or like things I find (laughs) around the house. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of, I think it's so much more fun than just like buying every specific thing that I would need and it's more fun to be like how do I figure this out mm-hmm. <laughs> how long did it take you to make a John's polka dot man costume oh. along with oh, yeah. oh that's right yeah, yeah. So, oh God, that was so fun that uh, was great that was a, yeah. that was a good amazing. piece because he looked he looked yeah. really good as a uh, polka dot man yeah it looked solid him shaved he looks like yeah yeah um so that one we did buy a jumpsuit but it was white so it i dyed took out the dye and re-dyed it about three times and i finally got the perfect color um and then i just painted all the dots on the helmet was like a kid's like prop that i had to like make fit his head better and then the goggles were like some generic steampunk goggles that i Mm -hmm. painted um but that one was 
one of the only costumes I've done where we actually bought the base because if I was going to make that from scratch, it would have been a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But that the dyeing part of that took probably two weeks because the color wasn't right. And mm. I was like, the color has to be right. Because I, I don't have OCD in any aspect of my life except cosplay because I like to create like as accurate yeah. things as I can. Mm -hmm. But my... Every other part of my life and my room is a complete mess. <laughs> what, <laughs> Except my cosplay. Well, be, well, because I noticed also, like, because technically in Jinx's costume, there's a lot of metal. And yeah. you've, you, I see you've used, like, cardboard or plastic it's, in specific it's ways. So if you touch it, it's squishy. Is it squishy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can squish it. Oh, yeah. The only things that aren't are the actual little studs because they're, like, punk studs that you... Yeah. Oh, no, actually, I made those out of little... I made those out of construction paper. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, like, even on like your outfit, like you have like a lot of like metal pieces that this is, have turned in, that you've turned into plastic, right? So this is foam. Uh -huh. I bought actual like what's it called grommets, mm -hmm. and then I hated the way they look, so I just like hot glued foam on top, and then all of this is foam and also leather that I had laying around. Um, <laughs> I just so happen to have leather, yeah. you know. I have, like, Listen, a, her and John do things, okay? You don't. <laughs> You don't need to know what they need no, the leather for. It's just there. It's literally a sheet of like raw leather that I was gifted by a friend probably I thought you were going to say ago. like I slaughtered a cow yeah. and I took the leather. Manny's the same way. She has like myself. random fabric. I know how to do it. I got the cow's neck. Like Manny, yeah. when you yeah. do cosplay, you just, you have, I have a closet space that's just random things that i've accumulated yeah. i'm sure she has one as well let's just yeah, like fabric she, she has and like zippers area. yeah she has this like certain area that she has like just fabric that she's just sitting on but she's waiting to use exactly stuff like that. so I, I don't know if i asked or if we asked you this question stop it behave yourself nicholas <laughs> just playing I'm not don't this. shoot me all right I'm not stopping you jeez man just you know so i don't know if we stop <laughs> you're distracting <laughs> um so i don't know if we asked you to stop <laughs> If we asked you that, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if we asked Jesus. you this question the last time you were on. But how early did you start making things like from scratch? Because the other interesting thing is you're actually um because you're gonna be a part of the wedding party for Andy and I. And I, everyone who is in the wedding party on Andy's side is buying their dress. Yeah. <laughs> Are you making your dress? You know what? You told me this earlier, and I'm like, I'm not shocked at that. No, that's the thing is that we were just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of believable. But like, you're the only one that's making it. I'm like, yeah, I could see it. Was Sarah the only one that was like, oh, I can make that? Andy spent $800. I can probably spend like 20 and do the same thing. My wedding dress, I'm spending 200 bucks on. Are you making that yourself too? We're buying a base for cheap and we're going to zhuzh it up because that's how I roll. I don't, I was like, <laughs> but, gotta have yeah. your but that's the, but that's <laughs> the, that's the benefit of having those skills. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? And also I just refuse to spend that much money on a dress I'm going to wear for three hours. So uh, no, that's yeah. it, understandable. <laughs> like put yeah. away for years after that. No, yeah. but like, cause like even that, like when Andy talks about how she went through the process of buying her oh, dress, her it's dress special. Is stunning. Uh, your okay, dress well, is how about Love we you. just Sorry. let me experience it when it happens next month, all right? Yeah. Let <laughs> um, cry, okay? <laughs> I'll probably pass out. You are going to cry. Yeah. Stop, dude. Don't don't sell me out on camera. Oh, no, dude, you you're going to blubber. Yeah. You're going to be like, <laughs> you're going to cry. You, you're gonna you guys cry haven't seen the see dress, have you? Dude, no. Okay, so then you don't know. No, but we know you. <laughs> you're going to cry dude, when you see Andy. You're going to cry when you hear the speeches. Hold on. You are unconsolable. For Spider-Man. I can only imagine what about like when you're like 
future bride <laughs> walks down the aisle. Like this is why I'm so reserved, right? This is why I don't like dude, I, I put my emotions out there. What? What do you mean you don't like putting? It's not our fault that you just <laughs> like that's not us. We don't we do that to you. Brian. Yeah, we do. Yeah, like that's just that's just how you react. So we're we know. just prepared for that to happen. So what are you guys? Are, I'm gonna have a handkerchief ready. Oh huh? yeah, just a little. Yeah. Just pull that crap out. Just so like, what are you no, guys gonna? I'm, <laughs> no, I'm gonna have the clown one. I'm just gonna have the clown one. Just, it's the one. So and you sit at the same time. Yeah, I love that. So what are you guys gonna have like a like amongst the the, the Kingsmen that are in yeah. my group? You guys are gonna be like, okay, so when Andy comes out, yeah. I'm gonna have John be right behind him, right? Yeah. Renee, you're gonna be on the side. You're gonna mm-hmm. get his arm in case he flops the other way. Mm-hmm. Nick, you're gonna stand in the other way, all right? And then Stuart, you know, he'll be like, yeah, we'll have some some smelling salts ready for you. We have to talk about it with the other with the other groomsmen, so that way we can weekend Kingsmen. Kingsman. So that way we can we can weekend. A can you change your yeah. language, Kingsman? Um, I went through when, that process. When the, when okay. The, when, the, when, the, when all the Kingsmen are there, we can then it, tie his wrists. Brian's pronouns just... are Kingsman. <laughs> Kingsman. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So, but 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 that makes sense though. You you know why why would I spend all this money? Because I'm assuming you spend a lot of times at thrift stores. Um, I used to a lot, yes, but now it, it's, it's my yeah. garage, and because uh, we have a lot of fabric boxes in the garage, and uh-huh. it's a uh, Amazon, and then Joanne's maybe for like thirty minutes, and I go with the clearance section specifically, and I'm like, I can make that work. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. here's my question: Is there a uh, character that you haven't done yet that you want to do? Yes, mm. several. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first one I want to do Dolores from Westworld. Oh, yeah. Which I, one? Which one? The both. So I want to do the blue dress season one. Okay. So yeah. the reason why I haven't, I already have the wig, okay. but I haven't made it because it's. I want to not spend a buttload of money on the fabric, so I want to like try to thrift like a blue bed sheet of like that color or something. Or I have, I have wanted I'll, to do the man in black. The man in black. Oh, so awesome. You just got to age yourself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, can't happen until like 80 years from now. I'm okay with that. You know, I'll put it in the closet and then, you know, <laughs> when, I be, when I'm like 70 years old, I can use that at cons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the man in black. No one will know what Westworld is about at that point. Dude. Dude season one. That means it's a classic. Season one is, season one is perfect. Per- it's perfection. Yeah season of television the second one is good but not great and then the third i was like well there's a reason why it got canceled (laughs) there's a reason it rest in peace season Season one was written by the greatest one of the greatest screenwriters of all time the better nolan that's all i'm gonna say well i mean it also had better actors yeah but the better nolan was working you have sir anthony hopkins yeah that's true that's true but also better Nolan. after season one you don't have sir anthony hopkins and like everybody else is really struggling to carry that show yeah so what's the other character you want to do um Oh, off the top of my head. Okay, so Dolores is like pretty up there. Dang, I'm putting on the spot. I can't think right now. Um, there's so many. Actually, Damn. we forgot to mention one that she recently did, Sally. Oh, that's oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so fun fact. I've had all of the materials, fabric, and wig, and shoes sitting in a cardboard box. Yeah, for Sally? For Sally since 2011. Wow. Really? It's all... It's all scraps that I found in my garage again because yeah. we've always had fabric there because my mom and grandma both sew. So I've had everything in a box since 2011 
And when John and I were moving back to Whittier, I found the box and I was like, I should just make this. I was going to so ask, like, I, what, what finally pushed you to kind of, like, it was, I got to do this. Now. I don't have a place to store this box. I'm just going to do this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was the motivation. Yeah, put it away. <laughs> might as well make it. So, so yeah. what happens to all of the, like, do you have a closet where you just put all your cosplays, or do you use them for a while, then dismantle them and use them for other cosplays and recycle? I yeah. never reuse stuff that I make. When I make something, I store it because I don't want to lose the ability to wear it again eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, in our yeah. old apartment, we had three closets for some reason, which is crazy. So John had a closet, I had a closet, and then I had a closet for specifically all of my cosplay and art stuff. Where we're at now, it's a little harder to store stuff, so I have to kind of pick and choose how to store stuff what goes in the storage unit mm-hmm. all that um but no i don't ever reuse i reuse wigs sometimes if it's not I mean, like yeah, i'm chopping yeah. yeah um like there's a few that i've built on like jinx i could never reuse that for another costume because mm-hmm. it's so you had wild. to hand make that one right like or not hand make it but you had to do something special I had to, to right? combine two wigs and then there's a lot of hot glue and styrofoam to make the bangs happen so that'll, yeah. that'll <laughs> only be jinx but if it's just like hairspray, you can reuse wigs as many times as you want. Like, because the other yeah. the other one I've always uh, thought was really cool is uh, party jinx. <gasps> oh, like the rockabilly party jinx. Yeah, that, you can look that one up. That's a that's mm-hmm. actually a really sick one. But you can you you can kind of reuse some stuff. Yeah, no, like repurposing stuff. But I would never like say I needed these gloves for a different cosplay. I would never take them fully apart. Makes sense. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Um, so yeah, Sally was super fun. Um, it's weird to talk about numbers, but that one blew up the F up on Instagram and I don't know why. Because it's Sally. And that's the thing is, because <laughs> we were talking about this with Rainwater last week, where sometimes you make content you really put a lot of work into and it doesn't blow up. That one took 10 minutes and I thought it was awful. <laughs> and then it's the stuff that's super simple that'll blow up. But it's yeah. the, the, the context that's behind oh, it, that's right? It. Because yeah. a lot of people, mm-hmm. which one? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like the, her OG skin, isn't that was it? The, that was the OG skin. I'm yeah. trying to think of like the rockabilly one. Because she, she oh. has like a rockabilly. Is it rockabilly... the one with the orange hair? Yeah, that she has. That like post-apocalyptic kind it's, of. Is it the post-apocalyptic? Because it's the one where she has like all the cupcakes and stuff like that around her. It's like. Oh, it's a, It's a specific like art. I've looked I mean, at all of her skins and I can't think of that. Because she has a, she has like a, a rockabilly like skin where her hair is very poofed up. It's very uh, Elvis-esque. I'm trying to think of it. I don't know off the top of my head. Did you type it incorrectly, Renee? No, I just put Jinx party skin. Hmm. Um, So yeah, so Sally was super fun to make. And then the most recent one I did was um, Bewitching uh, Jana from League of Legends. That's right. With the the the, lantern staff on the top. Yeah. That one I specifically, like, I always take too long to make cosplays because I just am a perfectionist when it comes to cosplays. But again, in no other aspect of my life, it's just costumes. <laughs> if we didn't um, sell people. Oh, that's so cute. It's, it's like a rockabilly kind of. Like I've never jinx. seen that skin. I love it. If we haven't sold people on the fact that they should be following Sarah on IG to see Absolutely. the different cosplays that she's done. <laughs> I will tell you right now what you post on your Instagram, the journey that you go through with your cosplay is interesting because when you work on something, you'll always show off the idea You'll let people guess what it is. And then the journey and development is always interesting because there's even points. I think it was with one of these props while you were working with Jinx. You kind of scrapped something. 
because you couldn't do it. There was a, there was a part or a different cosplay you're working on where you just said like, <gasps> no, you're right. You like went like, oh, this doesn't work. I'm gonna start oh, no, over. No, no. It was the Jana one because so we're watching Jana. I okay. So from the beginning, I wanted to do like a Halloween themed cosplay, and I wanted to challenge myself to do it in about three weeks because I don't do that and it I that's like crazy for me. Um, so that the prop that she has which is like an upside down broomstick i hated the way the base was coming off so when i do cut like when i make things i it starts off with like a 2d drawing of the shape of the thing and then from there i cut that out of like cardboard or foam board and then i find a way to make it 3d where it be like like individual pieces of foam board that i like hot glued to the thing and then i build off of that with like the the structure so that's what i was kind of doing for the broomstick and i hated the way it was looking i hated the proportions i hated all of it mm. and i was like i think i put like stories up of me like throwing it like across the room or something something I was, like I was that over yeah. it. um but then i like i took a break for like a day or two and then i came back and I was reinvigorated and I was like, F it, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I think because I do do stuff from scratch, I do hit like lulls and like low points of, wow, this looks really bad. But I have to get in my head and be like, no, stop. You can make this work. You got this. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to make it happen. That's my process. <laughs> it's great to have you on again. Because I think that we've covered like all different aspects of cosplaying, right? Mm -hmm. Brittany buys her things but knows connections yeah. and she knows how to like showcase the cosplays yeah. and you know put the put the products out there yeah. well enough that it's appreciated, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have Cece who we had on last year who She is fast. She's fast. She, she pumps straight <laughs> out. <laughs> but it you get two sides of it because she like Brittany she buys some of those things and then the other side is that she makes a lot of her stuff mm -hmm. and then we have your side of it which is dumpster dive for stuff and spend <laughs> the least amount of money possible to make really great exactly. cosplay exactly that's but what I do <laughs> if anything what this should showcase to people is that cosplay can be for anyone at that point any yeah. price range any age range any body type you make it work for what you want to do <laughs> how, how, yeah. much, how much would you say your entire jinx outfit cost you like 60, if you had to put it 60 bucks 60 dollars really good that's okay. including wow. the wig the shoes i'm not gonna take them off because mm. i don't i don't know if i well, need smoke but they're they're, <laughs> they're literally 10 year old boots that are falling apart as we speak that can, i repurposed you, for the photo can shoot. you show can you show one show one camera's over there by the way yeah just <laughs> uh, so i made i these are really old boots this is all foam you can see like the fabric is literally falling apart because these are just ancient and then this is leather that i like sewed on i mean i'm only seeing the sole of the foot so you know i don't see anything <laughs> yeah. it's just the bottom of the boot that's she all it she is have any gum on the bottom no <laughs> it's pretty worn out though <laughs> again to the point is like i just i go through oh also the pants were a pair of like old pants that I had that I was like, I can make this work. And I, it's just a lot of like seeing potential and crap I have around the house. Like yeah. that's what I, it's like recycling in a weird way. How many, <laughs> how many hours went into this one? Oh my God. Cause that's Lunch. the thing. Over a hundred, over, over a hundred. Cause I feel like that's the, that's where the, Oh, maybe like even 150. 
because it, it it's like every day after my full-time job i would come home and work on it for four hours and then weekends i did a lot of weekends solely doing that and that was over March to June. So and that's and that's combined with everything, right? Making the guns, everything. making the outfit, yeah. making the tooling, wig, yeah. tooling the hair, doing everything else you got to yeah. do. Because I feel like that's the separation. You know, you can. It's really easy to crank stuff out when it's bought. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that, it's already made. You can immediately, you know, as soon as it comes in the mail, mm-hmm. I just have to make sure it fits. Maybe crimp it a little bit. But there's so nothing wrong with styles. buying those no, things. No, no, like, absolutely. That's the thing. And you, yeah. can, it, you can also crank, you could make something that looks like this in a day. I just don't operate like that because I'm a psycho person. <laughs> and I, well, I, I, I put too much time into my crap. <laughs> well, but, the thing, but the thing is, because we were even talking to Brittany about that, because she was saying like, oh yeah, I made something in probably an evening. But it was falling apart by the next day, you know, with use and everything else because it wasn't made to be used. It was meant to be shown, take a couple photos really quick, and then... Oh, for sure. The shoes. There's a lot of props. There's a lot of props that, like, we own. You own the Captain America Winter Soldier Shield Mm -hmm. and then the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. Like, it's interesting to see, like, those products. You got to take care of them, like, really, really well. Otherwise, they get dinked or scratched or anything. Mm -hmm. You've had this for over a year, and it's still... It's not it's solidly made. It's Solid, solidly yeah. made, but the fo- so Crafum is a, a double edged sword because it looks great, but it if it does does get dinged up a little bit, where but, you can see like the yellow in some parts. But it's, it's but the like thing that is, that it's like on, where, but it, yeah, but it adds on where to the actual like mm-hmm. to. Well, you could see like the yellow on here of where it's coming out, but again, I think it that adds to it, a it does, <laughs> and I think that's that what's, saying, what's yeah. so interesting about pieces like this that you've made is that I think the overall picture is what's just so astounding that the smaller details like the nicks over here that kind of show off that it's foam it doesn't really matter at the end so yeah, yeah you get all sides of cosplay and it's interesting yeah to because see it. honestly i think if you were to like probably go on etsy or even you know people, online i've seen people 3d print these and they yeah. look fantastic yeah and, yeah and you can 3d print it but i honestly i think you could probably sell that thing for probably like a hundred bucks a kidney no, 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 but, but I'm just saying. But, 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 but what I'm saying is like it, it, the, it's it took you a lot of time and effort, and mm-hmm. but the, the quality is there. But also, by no means is what I make perfect because like from far away in photos they look great, but if you look up close, like there's messy, messy SF edges. It's but not, again, that it's, adds it to yeah, the aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, honestly, if you were to yeah. look at that and then go like, oh, like the painting is weird, or even like the brass is a little bit yellowed. Luckily, it's brass, so it, it, that is a color that goes within mm-hmm. brass. Uh, the painting, Jinx is a psychopath, so you know, <laughs> so so you know, messy painting would have you know it, it fits, mm-hmm. and you know you you it, it looks like you've been able to wisely hide the mistakes. In certain areas. That's high praise. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> Let's pretend that was supposed to be that way. So we have to wrap up the yeah, show because yeah. we've already hit the hour and a half. But Sarah, we want to thank you once again for being back here at Keeping Up with the Nerds mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. issue 125. It's always a pleasure having you. It's always great to have you in skits. And hopefully we get to have you soon again so we can go ahead and talk more about the cosplays that you've done. I'll be back anytime to talk about anything and everything with we, you. No, and in all honesty, we want to thank you for you know being a listener as well, being a fan. Because, yeah. yeah, you came in last year and quizzed us on everything we've done. And it's only motivated so us. <laughs> no, which is great. It's only motivated us to keep going. 
Um, and I say that because before we wrap up the show, I think we should shout out someone that you basically ran into. Oh, yeah, yeah a little story. I, I don't know who they are, but they. I was. Did you get a name? Uh, no, I didn't get a name. They, they walked. They were walking they the by opposite surprise. direction. Yeah, I was walking to Starbucks right here. Renee's and, famous. Uh, <laughs> and um, basically, I was walking up. I got here in Uptown early because we, you know, we're doing the Black Friday sale and stuff like that. So I was walking up, going to Starbucks, and then next thing you know, I had this um, this married couple walk by me. But I didn't. I mean, I'm listening to music with my headphones on, so I'm not. I'm not paying attention. I'm just kind of like in my zone and stuff. And just the wife kind of goes in front of me and goes, "Hi, he watches your show." And I'm like, "Oh, it, it really threw me off because I was like, I wasn't expecting that at all." And like. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. You know, and then he's like, yeah, how are you doing, man? I'm like, I'm doing good, you know, and stuff like that. And he just kind of like just kept walking and stuff. It was like, <laughs> I was all, okay, the cool. your famous Keeping Up With The Nerds podcast show. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Go for name. You haven't had that happen to you yet. I <laughs> haven't had that happen to me yet. No, that's not true. I have that your birthday. <laughs> oh, with Sean, probably. No, with or that. who? With somebody else. We, we, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later, yeah. What? That, that did happen at your birthday. No, we'll talk about it later. Someone knew me from the show? No, no. knew me. Someone uh, did the same thing to him. So I haven't had that yet. You yeah. haven't had it yet. Yes, you're not You're not famous yet. So not right. yet. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. How, How funny would it be if we go to LA Comic Con and be like, you're Brian! <laughs> 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 the important thing is the talent has been recognized. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I work behind the camera. I'm all cool with yeah, that. I'm the, yeah. Yeah. I'm the brains, all right? You guys are the bronze and the brains. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> that was like that was not that was a dig on yourself. <laughs> I'm just brains. You guys are everything. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here at Keeping It With The Nerds issue 125. Once again, go check us out at keepingitwiththenerds.com. All the up-to-date information will be on that website. Follow us on our socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not so you guys can see all the things that happen here on the show. It's the live viewing of it. If you are on your way somewhere, working out, just wanting to like listen to us, audio only, you guys can find us on our audio platforms as well. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Before we wrap up, Sarah, thank you for mo- like mimicking everything I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram at uh, Sarah, what the heck? At Sarah, what the heck? S A R H. S A R H. Sarah, what the heck? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you had like a little. I did. I was trying to spell it out. I was like, uh... <laughs> but uh, once again, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. I, and also, th- thank you for finishing off our month of guests. This yes. has been fun. Yeah. Thank this... you for having me. Yes. A two timer over here now. Yeah. When, yeah. when we come back next I'm week. I'm a veteran. <laughs> when we come back next week we will have gone to anime which all we be LA Comic Con just LA going to Anime Expo yeah. LA Comic Con I don't know ten Weeb Central alright well we just have ten, attended LA uh, Comic Con LA Comic Con there's gonna be so many there's gonna be so many cool. I'm, gonna ma- I'm gonna make you talk to all of them <laughs> those <laughs> are people <laughs> that Brian will be interviewing yeah, that's <laughs> also only... which animes do you watch I don't watch animes I, I watch Japanese weep. cartoons I just wanna see you get beat up by one of them <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like oh. are you ready Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like, a jitsu. <laughs> I just, I just know you're gonna say something dumb, and some, and someone's gonna be offended. They're gonna like, well, you watch Dragon Ball, right? Well, you know. Oh yeah, that Mexican oh, yeah, cartoon. I watched, yeah, I watched it in Spanish. <laughs> 
so pretentious. All right, we ready to wrap up the show? I used the class of Mexican cartoons. 126 will be LA Comic Con, ladies and gentlemen. Check us out next week. With that said, we're going to wrap up this show. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 125. My name is Brian. Renee. And Nick. Sarah. Oh my gosh. We'll see you all next time. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds. Don't forget to follow us here and all other platforms and socials, including YouTube, for the live version of the show. Thanks, and we hope to see you all next time.